1: is an outrage. Broadcasting outrage, live outrage.
0: from the KDEC studios in San Luis Obispo. What
2: economy are you talking about? It's about. time about?
0: for Mortgage Matters. Mortgage. Mortgage Matters.
3: Hello, good morning. Thank you all for joining us today. The uh, Motor Mouth sticker arounders. Uh, we're Mortgage Matters. We're we're the uh, economic real estate mortgage. Kind of got an unfamiliar face in here in the studio this
4: morning. Hey, day. hey, hey!
3: Unfamiliar. Yeah, we, <laughs> we got it's old school today. I got Dan Podesto in here with me. <laughs>
4: Woohoo!
3: Wow, boy, <laughs> awesome, man! I'm That's gonna good. miss the show here in April, so I'm excited. Yeah, go venture down to San Diego and go see my my brothers. Oh, good for you. Right
4: on. Yeah. I like San Diego.
3: Me too, kind of. Yeah, I do. Me too, kind of. <laughs> there's a lot to do down there. Um. Yeah, there's a lot to do. That's for sure. Yeah. There's a lot to do. There's some culture. Mm-hmm. Um. And I like going down there in April because I'm not allergic to concrete. Yeah. So that's good. <laughs> april yeah yeah i really i was just
4: gonna say the botanical gardens but maybe that's not up your alley i've I've, i'm already (laughs) like
3: yesterday i was i must have probably sneezed a hundred times yesterday i have had it bad this year too yeah normally i I don't one of my primary allergens now bear in mind i've never Mm -hmm. done the whole grid your back and scratch yourself with the things Stuff, they do
4: yeah you sound like you have a little bit i of do this well and
3: i'm good right now i'm on i got my little hippie uh mm. remedy I'm, I'm on nettle yeah my nettle leaf <laughs> actually this time i got some nettle root mm. from the um the natural store in atascadero yeah anyway i grass that's one of the hugest ones for me and you can just mm. look out any window it's green anywhere everywhere. the grass is everywhere <clears throat> So, yeah, sneezing and, like, watery eyes and nose (sighs) for, like, six weeks. It's just... It's it's like me... It's like I get the flu for, like, six weeks a year. Hmm. Try not to, like, let it let me down or, like, be too upset about it, but some days it just locks up. Yesterday was Mm -hmm. miserable. Wow. So, for all you guys that are listening, though, Mm -hmm. um nettle leaf man or nettle root that's what's up it's a real that's a real like you some
4: holistic store whole foods or yeah something and let like...
3: me start by saying is that um i mean I- i'm rarely ever going to refer to myself as a smart man um you're pretty smart i don't i don't believe that anything is all right or all wrong and a lot of the holistic stuff i think i roll my eyes at and i resisted the nettle leaf a little bit but it works better than any over the counter allergy stuff that i've taken and i've battled with this my whole life. Wow. go to whole foods buy a little jar of that nettle leaf capsule. Mm-hmm. The thing is too is it's kind of like normal stuff where yeah. you got to you got to get going on it every day, right? So my allergies kind of only really started to get nasty on like Thursday. Well, I mowed the lawn, right? So that's like the hyper start.
4: I've had a little bit of it, too. Not so now, too now i got to
3: – once I start taking the nettle twice a day, yeah. though, I'm, I'm hoping to get some good relief.
4: I have to go over to Whole Foods after the show.
3: Get it. Yeah. I'm going to go there, too. <laughs> Watch, it's going to be sold out by the time I get there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Told this everyone. guy at the Mortgage Matters <laughs> Show <laughs> told us to come in here. Last year, I had to have them order me some because they were sold yeah. out for a while. Ah. Uh-huh. So yeah. anyway, and by the way, guys, if you're listening and you have some fantastic other thing that you do for allergies, go ahead and call and tell us. Uh, okay. I know this isn't an allergy <laughs> yeah. show, but I'm, I'm dying to hear what you know. Jason yeah. would appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Any other? Do you remember that one year? It was like five or six years ago. It was one year I was so bad. And one of the guys called <laughs> was like, I'm a doctor and you need to come see me because you... was like talking yeah. about... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it sounds like you have a sinus infection, man. I feel like I have a body infection, man. <laughs> Brutal. No um, fun. Yeah. So here we are, Dan. Here we are.
2: Yeah, is Here we studio. are. Yeah, it's yeah. exciting. I'm back. I was just looking at the calendar, and um, I'm going to be out next. You are? Uh, what? Are you so it, it's ah. just, you know, I, I somehow got roped into being the T-ball coach. For my kids' team, they're both on the same team this year. So I yeah, think it's the only year that will happen. And um, so anyway, at the beginning of t-ball season, I I saw what was going to happen, and they they were good enough to me. I, I'm like, yeah, I'd love to coach. It'd be great, but I have this thing on Saturdays. I've kind of been doing it for a while, right? Yeah. And they're like, well, what if we make all your games afternoon? <laughs> And <laughs> I was trying to find a way out, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so anyways the uh you know mike and and Jason van Dyke, who regularly are on the show have have stepped up and given me a few days off so I can get out there and coach the kids and do all the picture day and opening ceremonies and all that fun stuff, so oh, yeah, so that's been' That'll be good. keeping yeah. me busy, keeping me away from the show a few weekends here, yeah but uh it's huh. fun, it's fun to fun to see the kids having fun out there on Saturdays. Yeah. Well. You don't want to miss that.
4: You don't. Long.
3: Those yeah. those years go fast. And then yeah. next thing you know, you'll be um, driving past a T-ball field with that, that feeling of, oh. I remember. I when don't I, have a T-baller anymore. Yeah. Yeah. They, and cute stuff happens in T-ball too. It does. They hit it and it goes somewhere. And they forget that they're
2: they just watch it. You're like, you got to run. Drop so the then, bat, right?
4: So <laughs> then they to <have> the third. <laughs> the other one. The other one. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: Is so much fun. Meanwhile, fun. you got herd ball yeah. going on out there. <laughs> Balls to left center. There's eight kids diving on it. Yeah. <laughs> Go to second base. Yeah. The other one. <laughs> the
4: other second base. <laughs> run to the left, run to the right. Yeah. It is a
2: good time. Yeah. And it's, it, I don't know. I, I feel like work today really allows for that balance better than, than in the past. So take advantage of it. And try to try to see all these events and moments that um you know aren't gonna be here
3: too much no, longer. You, so. gotta,
2: you gotta soak them all
3: in. Yeah. You sure. should probably just go ahead and set up like a video camera too, so that you can have those yeah.
2: You know, I am not good about the video camera, like like taking little movies or pictures or anything like that. I'm probably gonna regret that when I'm older, but yeah. I just I'm not good at that stuff. Yeah. You but know, I also – it also bothers me when I see people Not who are, living
3: in the moment. Yeah.
2: I mean, there's there's a thing – there's something happening before your very eyes, and there's a camera between you, your
3: eyes, and what's going on. Well, that's <laughs> why I think for, like, some of those games, though, you could set up a GoPro. True. And then just, just huh, run <laughs> – <laughs> yeah, a helmet cam or a chesty. <laughs> right. No, but I just mean put one somewhere. Yeah. And then, um, you know, film it and save it. Sure. Sure. Then maybe later, like one of your kids will get into editing down to high- highlight stuff. reel or yeah, something. <laughs> yeah. Just put it together real quick. There's lots of boring stuff. Right? You don't yeah. want to, 20 years go by, you don't want to watch a video of all the other kids hitting. <laughs> right. That's yeah. what, when did I hit, Dad? <laughs> yeah. it was right here, son. I don't even
4: know who that kid
3: is. That's right.
2: Yeah. Hey, I did want to make an announcement here at the beginning of the show because oh? I know morning is the best time for. This particular event I'm about to announce, it is April. It's that time of year in Morro Bay for the uh, yard sale. Citywide yard sale. There you go. Cars everywhere across the streets. I mean, double and triple parking, like it's It's totally normal. It's an opportunity (laughs) for people
3: to, like, you can be like, I think nobody knows how to drive here today. Yeah.
2: So Drive Slow, I already saw people with kids running all around, and it's like, yeah, it's just crazy out there. Are you going yard selling? Um, I usually don't. I, if anything, I I have stuff to sell, not stuff to buy. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, no, I don't think so. I got some... uh, some things to do this weekend, but I know a lot of people do like to go yard sailing. It's nine fifteen, 15
3: though. All the good stuff's gone. <laughs> all the good stuff's gone. It
2: actually, I saw a lot of them going on yesterday. The
3: early birds. Too, yeah,
2: so. yeah. But there's still probably some, some treasures, undiscovered treasures out there. That's not at all what I thought you were going to say.
3: Like, you're like you know, I'm going to make an announcement about things to do in the morning in April, and I was like, well, "Where are we going with this?" If you're still getting your tax stuff ready. You're yeah, coming down to the, something
4: about the tax, right? Coming down well, that's to the coming wire. Up too.
3: That's By cool the way, up too. the tax forms are a little bit new this year. I, sp- I know. And can I just say, um, the 1040, which is you're everybody's standard federal tax filing, um, And I understand the 1040 EZ is a little bit more simple or whatever, but the 1040, I've been looking at the 1040. I could draw you, I could write for you what lines are. Yes, because I've been studying these stinking things for 20 years, and now they dropped a new one on me. I know, and I'm like, ah, what are you doing? And and I've been helping loan officers and stuff for years and years, right? I don't know how to calculate income from tax returns, and I could do it without having one in front of me to go, okay, go here. Line line 7, grab that. (laughs) Line 13 over here, okay. What do you got on 26? Anyway, we get now I'm like, I look at the thing, and I'm like, I think I need help. Is (laughs) is there a worksheet for these things? Um, Definitely changed the first couple of pages, and I'm not even sure what the benefit is because – Well, they um, consolidated the two-page – the actual 1040 form is a two-page form. Right. And so that's now one page. But what, what did we gain? Because there's they added another page. And I don't
2: know. I remember hearing that it was supposed to be on a 3x5 postcard, right? Whatever. <laughs>
3: that's not what it is. I remember... Um, I just... I remember when I was young, always feeling like, you know, old people didn't like change, just resisted change. And now I'm like starting to wonder, man, am I old? Because I don't like it when you just change things. On, (laughs) Give me a new tax form. Come on. Unnecessary. What efficiency is gained? It's all digital anyway. There is. Yeah. No, I don't know. That's the thing that makes me laugh. Would you shave off, like, a gigabyte in the county of that extra storage of that page that we all knew? I bet I, I don't know. Yeah, anyway. So, yeah, it is different.
2: It's a different-looking form. Um, I did, you know, there's the section, the thing that's been getting a lot of attention since the tax changes were... Um, you know, put into effect was the salt deductions, right? Yeah. State and local taxes. Right. So I did see there, like I, I spent a little bit of time and I actually meant to do more of it before we came on the show. I was comparing my last few years of tax returns just to see the actual impact of, of all these changes. And so I definitely noticed that the salt deductions were very different. You know, I think somehow, yeah, I, I want to say I, I, You only get the $10,000 on SALT, is that right? But then there's, I don't know, I want to say I ended up... It was significantly lower of a deduction than last year, but I still think my overall effective tax rate was down. Sounds about right. From what
3: I could figure. But I didn't go through and do all the
2: math and figure it out. I just did it at a
4: glance.
3: I I cruise past that, too. Of course, CPA generates our taxes, right? So I don't need to be intimately aware of it. Basically, whenever a dude's like, hey, empty your pockets and give it to the government again. Okay. then Otherwise, they come and shake you upside down. So we just let this guy tell you the number and then you send it in. Um, but I think that one of the bigger differences with that state and local tax piece was that they were lumping in capping it at $10,000, right? And mm-hmm. then that was lumping in also things like your property taxes and local taxes that you're paying. And so you would have lost some deduction if you used to be able to put in like your state taxes into that calculation so Mm -hmm. whatever we're paying more
2: paying more there
3: paying more there yeah california seems like it's always on the the cash grab end of things it's an expensive state to run right um well you know because you live all the way out on the on the like coast there the closer you get to the water, the more the maintenance is. So that's basically what the whole state's got sure, going on, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. compared to other states, for yeah, sure. man. They, got, they don't have that salt air, like wearing out bridges and stuff. We right. got to gotta keep painting things over <laughs> here, so this costs more. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> hey, it's time to do commercial break. And, um, yeah, take some time out to thank the sponsors. When we get back, we can talk about yield curve, interest rates. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Jobs report. All Ooh, kinds whoop. of yeah, all kinds <laughs> of exciting stuff. So let's go ahead and take a quick commercial break here. We'll be back in a couple minutes with more Mortgage Matters.
4: To
0: ask a question or make a comment, call five four three eight eight three zero or 800-549-5832. Mortgage Matters on KBEC News Talk nine twenty. We'll be back after these messages from our sponsors.
5: Thank
6: you. Hey, Brian from AM Sun Solar here. Did you know that if you own a home and have an electric bill, you could miss out on the full 30% solar tax credit this year if you don't act fast? The full 30% tax credit lowers after this year, so you're going to miss out on cash and time is running out. Call AM Sun Solar today to see if your home qualifies for the full 30% solar tax credit. Get your free solar consultation before it's too late. We are already filling up our installation schedule to get the tax credit, so call AM Sun Solar today at 805 7 Seven two six seven eight six, or visit us at amsunsolar.com. AM Sun Solar is located in Paso Robles, so you know you're working with a local company that has the best equipment and a 20% longer workmanship warranty than anyone else in the area. Call us today at 805-772-6786 or visit amsunsolar.com to see if your home qualifies for a solar energy system and the full 30% solar tax credit. That's 805-772-6786.
3: Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. We are using low down payment programs and down payment assistance programs to help folks just like you buy their first home. You may not need to save and wait as long as you think. Are you ready to explore home ownership? Before you meet with a realtor, step one is to get pre-approved.
6: Just call 503 Loan. We're the mortgage experts on the Central Coast. Central
2: Coast, Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender. California DBO number 6054783, NMLS number 328358.
1: For those of us who live here on the Central Coast, we know this is a unique place to have a home. And for over 30 years, Patterson Realty has been a vital part of San Luis Obispo County. Patterson professionals have led the way in real estate by adapting to new market conditions to make sales happen. What they offer is the quality of their people, agents working just for you. Get the experts at Patterson Realty on your side experience the patterson difference call 544-8662 or online at
0: pattersonrealty.com welcome back you're listening to mortgage matters with host dan and jason from central coast lending if you want to join the conversation call the show at 543-8830 or 800-549-5832 now here's dan and jason
3: Welcome back. It's a special time of year. You get to get all your taxes done. So special. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Such
4: such a a special time. Send out a little present to Uncle Sam there. Well, well, hopefully they give you a present back.
3: Um... If you're getting a tax refund, it's generally just because you overpaid. So if that excites you, um, pay me, and then I'll give you some back, and watch how happy you get. Yeah, (laughs) I guess. Yeah, give me twenty grand, and then I'll give you back eighteen, and you'd be like, "Yeah, that's weird, right?"
2: When I was younger, when I was early (laughs) in my career, I I always claimed zero, and then enjoyed the refund at the end of the year. I certainly didn't ever want to owe.
3: No owings not good
2: but yeah, I probably could have planned it different to receive more of my paycheck throughout the year but I just I think I I enjoyed tricking myself and th- and then getting surprise money five grand <clears throat> yeah that's exciting right yeah so I, I always did that now I don't seem to have that problem
3: no <laughs> um, well I mean you could though. You I could, could yeah. The accountant tells you to cut the check, just add some, yeah, and then let them. A
2: self-employed. For those of you who aren't self-employed, you get to pay these fun things called quarterly's. Right. You get to pay ta- You get to pay taxes more than just. Yeah, it's something to be. Payroll about, like a basically all year long. <laughs> yeah, all year long like. <laughs> yeah, all year long, I'm reminded that we <laughs> that we have another partner in our company that never
3: shows before. up. <laughs> yeah, I get to, I get to come away with a little coupon book for, um, state and federal <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah, it's great. Yeah. All the fun. Um, we we usually do insert this topic around this time of year. I know we talked about it a couple times before, but um, if you're self-employed and you're filing your taxes right now, you're getting pertinent to filing them, um, good idea to take a second look at those and, and um, kind of evaluate against that plan if you're trying to buy a house or refinance a house. On self-employed stuff, your taxes are really where it's at. That's what we're looking for. We look at your taxes. Um, generally speaking, we're going to be averaging two years' worth of tax returns. And so, um, well, there's a kind of a catch to it. If you've been self-employed for five years or more, we have a program where we could use one year's tax returns. Um, but generally, we're going to be averaging two years' tax returns. And so, think about that. You know, and um, I'm not alleging that you inflate your income to qualify or suggesting that you do that, but rather um, scrutinize your expenses a little bit more. All the expenses that the tax code sort of encourages us to work in there, right? Um, You know, like your oh, just the things, you know, well, I use my cell phone for work, so I write that off. And then, of course, my my headphones or my bluetooth or whatever right and you know i'm in the advertising business so i write off cable television i had to do
4: r&d right of course
3: (laughs) and then you start throwing in meals and things that probably like they're, they're just they're gray area things that um maybe could be included and then you start getting onto the fringier stuff where you know that you're pressing it and you're putting in there um expenses that just downright don't You know, if the if the IRS was there watching you at that expenditure or with that person, you just you wouldn't get to count it. But you go ahead and file it anyway. Those are the expenses I'm talking about. Scrutinize those, and um, sometimes it makes sense to pay a little bit more in taxes to be able to have that declared income to be able to qualify for buying that house. And it's kind of a cool little thing to sit down and model because we figure out what it would take to qualify, what's that look like. Yeah, there's some tax liability there. But also, once you buy a house, that's generally one of your best tax deductions is owning a house. So you're going to get, you know, maybe be able to start to slant the table and get some of those chips coming back your way. Um, And, man, I I still look at... The majority of wealth that I see, it's really easy to see with our grandparents and our parents. The wealth that they've accumulated is almost always solely from real estate. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I see it in our generation, too. You only need to own a home for the last five years to see that, yeah, that's a that's your best savings. Good job. And owning a house is kind of the ticket to entry. You know, of course, the economy is not always doing that, but... Um, Over time, owning real estate accumulates wealth, and um, like I said, look at that bigger picture. Sometimes evaluate your taxes, make sure you know what you're doing, get yourself in the best possible spot. I had a tax
2: question the other day related to rental property, Uh and it's typical of what goes on in our office. Right, we've got a lot of loan officers analyzing a lot of different personal, you know, borrower situations with the uh, with their. Just their lives. Everybody's lives are a little bit different. Everybody's investments are a little bit different. And some people have uh, rental property as part of their investment strategy. And the question came up, well, you know, when you have this Schedule E where your income property is reporting a P&L, essentially, and um, it reports your rents received and all your expenses against that property. And so the question is, you well, know, what happens if I've raised rents on my tenants? And so the number you're seeing on the tax return isn't exactly accurate to what I'm actually receiving today. It just reinforces this point. You got to really think about what you're putting on your tax return because the tax return is the filed, accepted.
3: I thought you were going to let me answer the question. Oh, go ahead. Go (laughs) ahead. Well, the underwriter in me says we're going to use the historical averages. So I'm going to look at your what you reported. And so, simply, let's for the sake of round numbers, let's say you rent your little studio behind your house for a thousand bucks a month. I'm going to see gross rents for $12,000. That should coincide with it was used as a rental property for 365 365 days in that tax period. Mm -hmm. And um, then go ahead and start our way down the expenses, right? Um, If you have vacancy or you raise the rents or whatever you do. The historical averages do a pretty good job of telling us what it takes for you to run that place, and um, so that's the underwriter in me, the loan officer in me. Um, sometimes I could bully my way into counting a lease that you've increased if we could document for multiple months that you've, you here's the new lease and here's some new checks. But like I said, I got to bully my way in there because most underwriters. Um, we always want to leave ourselves an out, right? We want to use a more conservative calculation. We want to not press you all the way up to the edge. So I hope that you qualify without needing that extra hundred bucks a month. If that's the make or break, that makes me much less comfortable counting it that way. But um, well, there's
2: just I mean, and we we saw it unfortunately too often in the past decade where just people find loopholes to exploit and right. it's just human nature and and it's it just is and and so when you have if you have this opportunity where you can just have a new lease to get more income to qualify then you what you're inviting is people producing leases that aren't actually there Yeah
3: now you so you what you have is like so we know that's um a thing, right? That's a potential way to to help somebody um, that has new lease income that legitimately does. Well, I Just I understand, but it was my I was renting it to my little brother, and so I only charged him a thousand bucks a month. He moved out. Now I rent it to somebody from Craigslist for twenty five hundred. See, and there's a situation. And so now where it you makes go, well, of- okay, let me help you with that. So we see that we see the tenant. We could even document a little stuff about the brother. We see the bank statements. We see a change in rent. And by the way, when you're depositing rents into a business account, oftentimes you can see, you know, copies of things. So it can copy be, of who the checks written by. Yeah, and it's, its, it's a little bit easier to substantiate a story like this. Okay, yeah. but loan officers, loan officers are a unique breed of people that got comfortable living a commission only lifestyle. So they generally are just tenaciously driving towards completing transactions, right? And so then the judgment gets blurred because two transactions later, some guys over there going... Yeah, I, I rent this place to my brother for a thousand bucks a month. And the loan officer's like, that place is worth 2500 And the guy's like, yeah, probably, but it's my brother. They go, well, how about you get a new lease? Because I saw that work once before. Right. And so now you got this guideline that was intended to solve a legitimate need to, to be substantially documented and, and help tell a story to, to create this path forward for somebody that really needs that help it only takes the next month before the knucklehead loan officers polluting now the book of business with this strategy right. of well who how do you check a lease anyway yeah and unfortunately that w- well precedes our tenure in the mortgage business oh, sure. and i don't ever do that or condone that or want that in my company i'm just telling you that's how that's how commission only people think right you Show them the path, and they will take the path and um, expand the path and, and, <laughs> and take advantage of anything along the way. So those are kind of the messy things. But back to your point is um, have accurate stuff on your tax things, you know? Yeah.
2: Whenever possible, we're going to default back to the tax return as the source document.
3: Yeah, and we'll get things like, you know, I had a guy come in to do a pre qualification last year, and um, he... His current living situation was such that he was married. Um, his sister also lived with them, and so she paid rent to them, 1000 bucks a month. And um, he wanted that considered. She had lived with them for years. And so I said, well, this, you got to have that on your tax returns. You don't get to not claim that on your tax returns and then want to show up and have me claim it. So putting it on your tax return substantiates it for us. So this is probably that bigger cry too. Hey, got an Amazon business, selling things on eBay, doing Lulu Row, whatever your thing is. If you've got something that you're you've got a hustle you got a side hustle or maybe you just have multiple hustles and you're that's how you make your living which we've seen the resourcefulness of people since the last recession we see people with a hustle you got a uber hustle whatever it is you got going on get that on your tax returns because yeah you're gonna have some tax liability but I want to stop you right there and say first of all um, it's good to pay taxes helping everybody right but also getting credit for your retirement. Um, those social security credits come from the taxes that you're paying and you can't just duck that forever and expect that you're going to have something in that kitty when you are ready to retire. Um, but beyond that, get those things in there. Like I said, you're buying a house at some point, especially if you're that guy that's got the three, three side hustles. That's really equal to one main hustle. Good on you. I love the work ethic. Get that stuff on paper so that you can get yourself a house and you can get that long-term wealth and, in, in, you know, all that going on. So um, oftentimes people just, yeah, but if I put it on my taxes, now I got to pay taxes. Yeah, that's kind of how it works. Mm-hmm. And as much as we all bellyache about taxes, I don't necessarily want to pay more than I have to either. Um, but something but to be said wanna- about...
2: Do you want to pay more in taxes this one year or do you want to be a homeowner for hopefully the rest of your life? Well,
3: and and that's that bigger picture thing that you have to take a look at. And the other thing, too, about the taxes I was just going to say is that, um, you know, some of the taxes we pay is just you be thankful for this country and this framework that you're able to operate in. Whatever your gig is or your hustle, man, we got a lot of infrastructure and services and you know all the protections and safeties and things we do need to pay some taxes right yeah i know we pay a lot i'm not i'm not a big advocate for taxes i think you add them all up and it probably is pretty overwhelming how much we do pay um but claiming your income tax just because that's how we qualify you um it lends a conversation <laughs> really to talking about the new um Surge. There's a real surge in bank statement loans. Yeah, um, using bank statements for qualifying, and so um, I think what we'll do is is we'll we'll go ahead and launch into the commercial break here, and then when we get back, we talk about. Um, I have mixed emotions about this bank statement uh, uh, reemergence, <laughs> um, but we'll talk about these bank statement programs and the ins and outs of that. Um, yeah, let's, let's take our quick break. We'll be back with more Mortgage Matters.
0: Mortgage Matters with host Dan and Jason will be right back. Join the conversation by calling 543-8830 or 800-549-5832.
6: Thank you. Hey, Brian from AM Sun Solar here. Did you know that if you own a home and have an electric bill, you could miss out on the full thirty percent solar tax credit this year if you don't act fast? The full thirty percent tax credit lowers after this year, so you're going to miss out on cash, and time is running out. Call AM Sun Solar today to see if your home qualifies for the full thirty percent solar tax credit. Get your free solar consultation before it's too late. We are already filling up our installation schedule to get the tax credit, so call AM Sun Solar today at 805 805-725-780-272-07 or visit us at amsunsolar.com. AM Sun Solar is located in Paso Robles, so you know you're working with a local company that has the best equipment and a 20% longer workmanship warranty than anyone else in the area. Call us today at 805-772-6786 or visit amsunsolar.com to see if your home qualifies for a solar energy system and the full 30% solar tax credit. That's 805-772-6786.
3: Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. We believe that cell phone apps are great for some things and wrong for others. When it comes to something as significant as a mortgage, use our team of mortgage experts. Leave the apps for ordering pizza, not for buying a home. Use your phone for its original purpose and give us a call today.
6: Just call five four three Loan. We're the mortgage experts
2: on the Central Coast. Central Coast, Central Coast Lending. Lending is an equal housing lender. California DBO number 605-4783. NMLS number 328-358. You're tuned in to Mortgage
0: Matters, which airs every Saturday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Your hosts, Dan and Jason from Central Coast Lending, want you to join the conversation by calling 800-549-5832. Now, back to the show.
3: the dead have a yeah. great version of this do they i'll find yeah. it I go, I go
4: i i just had this song on my brain all week i gotta play that i don't know why you, yeah you should check it out
3: maybe well we'll, we'll, we'll sit it. over here and talk about taxes and bank statements yeah. and you just go find that, that out. in your head maybe
4: we'll yeah. use it to come back from the top they are
3: this one's kind of techno you that's a yeah that's a digital beat
4: there's a bunch of uh, different versions of it but i like this but you'll like the grateful bed i will have to find it
3: okay Um, gonna get to it because the top of the hour break is gonna get on us quick um bank statement programs we so and let me start this by saying um one of the reasons that central coast lending is such a powerful institution is that there are very few companies, mortgage companies like ours left where um, Dan and I own the company entirely, right? So, And and we work in it for at least 40 hours at a week. At least. <laughs> uh, every single week since the day it opened. Um, well, I guess excluding vacation weeks. But I guarantee you it still averages out to greater than 40 hours a week from uh, beginning to now. Um, I always joke people say well how do you like being self employed it's awesome half days and right so many half you days you pick <laughs> do you any you just you only work half days and it's great because you can decide do you want to work the first 12 hours or the second 12 hours <laughs> that's about right um, <laughs> but yeah so anyways as a privately owned mortgage company and I kind of I just got to paint this picture for you guys because usually you're going to have you're a local bank, or a credit union, or a branch, or subsidiary of one of those kind of things, right? And or an, or the mortgage division of an investment bank, but you're some bigger um, shareholder, board serving, um, you know that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And and so usually you have your product offering. Well, we do. An adjustable rate loan, if you want that. And we do a fixed rate loan, you know, if you want that. The flip side of the coin is, company like ours, um, we are offering the products of all of those banks, wherever you are, Quicken, Wells Fargo. um, I mean, just run on down the list. They're all in there. And we have service agreements with all of them, where based on our financials and resumes and, you know, years in business and the reports issued by the regulations, you know, the regulatory authorities that govern us. So we have we have a clean track record. So they're comfortable letting us sell their products. So that's really how it works. So I have this super unique vantage point of, you know, working with 50 different banks. We see every product there is to offer. Which is great for you, the consumer, because if you need a construction loan or a manufactured home loan or you had a bankruptcy a little while ago or whatever, like all these different banks, some of them cater to that. So for every bank that is like has has the no way, no how, if you had a foreclosure we don't want anything to do with you ever versus the next bank might be like, Hey, well we're good at evaluating that and that's our sweet spot. So we want those people. So whatever the issue is, we we keep this whole breadth of investors so that we can have all these products and really be able to help anybody that we can help. So now that you understand the backstory, so we have this vantage point of seeing the trends in the market across all these financial institutions. And for the last Probably it's been going on like it started about two years ago. We started seeing these little murmurings of, well, we do, we'll use bank statements to qualify you instead of tax returns or whatever. Self employed borrowers only was where it started. 24 months worth of bank statements. We're going to average all of your deposits. And the goal here really is finding people that have cash flow but aren't putting it all into the tax returns, right? Mm-hmm. Keep your credit score up. You could tell as you like look at, well, you're depositing $10,000 a month into your bank account and, you know, you already have a home. So we see that you're not late on it and you still have some savings. So you're doing okay, even though your tax returns look like you may not qualify. So we'll throw you a bone, give you an 8% interest rate and let you finance yourself that way. So, okay, great. But so now over the course of the last two years, this stuff's really evolving. Um, I find, and you you do the final accounting, so you see this way more often than I do, but um, I feel like, stop me if I'm going to exaggerate here, but we're funding one or two of these a month now. That's accurate. Yeah. So which i mean five years ago this was laughable unheard of
2: even just two years ago when the products were were out there in the marketplace we'd talk about them we'd talk about them in our company talk about it with clients but no one wanted them no and now we're actually talking about them and people are wanting them
3: and we're we're closing them yeah and because more companies are offering them, even the rates. So it took a little bit of while, a little bit of time in the evolution here, is to get comfortable with it. Right? See some of them fund, see them get securitized, see them get sold, see them perform, see that they're not quite as risky. Um, and then now it's like, okay, well now the now the price on them is coming down. So we're seeing bank statement loans, you know, in the 6% range with normal-ish fees. And it's that's pretty crazy. Yeah, it's, that's nuts, right? Um, but so that was, was – we were talking all about the taxes. That was one of the, the, the most logical next steps is sometimes there's like those um, – the people that are just never – they're never going to do it, you know? Uh, they're never going to report their income on taxes to be able to qualify. Um, so they, they need a bank statement loan. And the bank statement loan, like say you just you, you add up the deposits and you're analyzing the cash flow to some degree, you know, about at least from that one account or whatever to see that there's money flowing through here. And usually you're only getting about, $0.50 cents on the dollar in terms of counting those deposits as equating them to income. There's some exceptions where you could go a little bit beyond that. But um, it, it opens a door for people that otherwise may not exist. He, and here's a great example. We're, we're working on a loan right now for a gal. Um, she was in pharmaceutical sales. And doing pretty well, right? Good savings, great credit, um, ended up getting laid off from pharmaceutical sales. And I, I've i never done that. I've had some friends that have done that. It looks like a grind. You can make good money, but man, it looks like they wear you out, send you all over the place and you're living out of a suitcase in your trunk and a you know, popping in and out of every office everywhere, available 20 hours a day kind of thing. It's a grind. Um, but so anyway, she's ready to back that all off and just scale it back. And, you know, so she got laid off and it's like, I'm just not, I'm not going back into that. So she started a dog breeding business. Crazy, right? This lady shows bank statements that year to date, year to date. We just finished Q1, right? Mm -hmm. We're talking three months in the books year-to-date deposits for the sales of these dogs is $160,000. Holy moly. Good credit risk. Um, she's got savings. And it's not on her taxes yet because she's she hasn't filed them yet. It's a new business. And so that's trying to smooth all that out and figure that out. The bank statement loan is the only path forward. And look at the 160000 bucks you put in on income for that, um, count $80,000 worth of that and qualify, qualify you for this modest $500,000 house you're buying. That's not a bad setup. So I, I kind of wanted to point that out because oftentimes I when we talk about programs like this, because there's, the, there's, there's a muscle in me that flexes right here too where it's like, Ugh, is that a good idea? Right. Well, you have to start thinking about... How is this
2: going to be used? Because like we said earlier with other loopholes, it's just human nature to try to find opportunities to, to do more, to yeah. exploit, if you will. So I think about these bank statement loans a lot too. And we've talked about the expense factor that is applied when using business bank statements. You know, they apply a 50% expense factor, or maybe something else depending on industry. They'll take a CPA letter that kind of, you know i think the assumption is a 50% expense factor but they'll take in a, a cpa letter if the cpa is adamant that no the expense factor here and historically has always been 25% so then they might consider that so i think about <laughs> well if that's if that's accurate either the 50% or whatever the cpa is saying if that's accurate then why wouldn't they just go with a full doc loan since we're essentially using those numbers anyways well there's there's things that Maybe are showing up on your tax return like, you know, you you have three big dogs and buy a lot of dog food and because you're just such a tax whiz you decide oh, I'm gonna take a farm loss on this thing for all the dog food and you know, the dog run that I built or I don't know. I'm I'm trying to use a, a realistic example. Well, but
3: and you're choosing you a avoid weird one that. in dogs, right? Here, live up in Templeton. You live on four acres, so you put horses everywhere. right? And they're really just your pets, but you're now
2: treating it like it's a farm business. I have a
3: horse trailer, and then the gas, and and the mileage on my truck, and then we go to this show over in Fresno that used to be you going to meet friends with horses, and now you have a $30,000 a year loser business.
2: So, if you go of the full doc tax return loan, we're going to see that we're going to we have to count it against you. We already established the fact that we look at the tax return as that's the gospel there. Where that's where all the information sure. comes from. But you're like that's not a real business. It's just a tax game that I play. Well, the bank statement loan allows you to really. We're only going to consider your employed business income, and so we avoid that whole issue of this this. Game you play with your Schedule F on your taxes. That's that's one example.
3: One of the things that I think is funny about it, though, is that, like, I look at those. I'm like, what business do you have where we're even in the world of possibility that 50% of your gross deposits are the profit of your the basis of anything? This is where I get super hung up. Because we run a business and, man, I would love if 50% of our gross profits were actually the, like, anywhere near the possibility. So, and and on that, like, self-employed person, we know, like, in underwriting, um, when I'm underwriting this time of year, on the self-employed folk, I'm looking for, like, well, what do you have earmarked for your taxes? Because generally right now is go time you're writing a $25,000 check this month are you going to have that Do, you know you got to sort of scrutinize if your program requires deserve reserves are you going to have reserves in may because you're probably going to have to write check for how good your savings account looks this month um but yeah like in, in those business bank savings add them up give you 50 cents on the dollar of the deposits and it's like Most businesses are happy to pull through 10% when it all is said and done. I'd say 10% is brilliant. Because I'm thinking, well, maybe you're a swimsuit shop. So you mark your product up a couple hundred percent. But even still, get down after all the expenses and, you know, the rent, yada, yada, the taxes, get down to it. Are you, even if your product has 100, 200, 300 percent markup, are you still. Netting fifty cents on the dollar of gross revenue, ah, uh, that's a. If if you are likewise, call in now. Let me know what your business is. I'm always uh, up for a side venture. Somebody's getting fifty cents on the dollar of their their gross revenue. Everybody I know is like, yeah, you're you're closer to that ten percent number, and which means. You're, you've got a whole lot of money moving through that thing just to be able to squeeze a dime out of every dollar, let alone $0.50. Cents. Yeah. So that's one of the places that that program makes me kind of get the eebie-jeebies a little bit. But I like this scenario that, that you bring up is, um, you know, most of these loan programs have a 40% debt-to-income ratio or 40 to 50 range, right? So that's just kind of good rule of thumb. So if you have $10,000 a month in income, we're going to let you have all told for your total housing expense, principal interest, taxes, insurance, HOA dues, anything associated with those big must-pays on your house, and then the payments off your credit report. If you make 10000 bucks a month in income, you're going to be eligible for about $5,000 a month in those payments. So we're not looking at how much you're... Um, you know, the cash you're paying at farmers market on Thursday, doesn't come into fruition. Unless, of course, now you have a business of farmers market shopper and you're filing in there a form where you're losing twenty thousand dollars a year on your on your produce business. Hey, well, now you're we, we gotta look at that. We have to consider that. And so um, anyhow that those programs are out there. And, and one of the big reasons I want to bring it up is I know that there's people, no doubt, that are listening right now thinking, oh, man, I wonder what that looks like for me. Uh, not hard for us anymore. It's so easy to get 12 or 24 months worth of bank statements. Just go download them off the website, and we can we can crunch it up. We do a loan application with you, and then we do a worksheet where we go through and add up the total deposits every month and apply the, the factors and figure out um, sometimes that's the ticket to entry so and some uh, there's other little little
2: guideline you know opportunities like for instance, we found that we can do Airbnb income on a property which is generally frowned upon in the mortgage industry because it's not considered stable. there's you know not sure how different municipalities are
3: going to handle it going forward so well, and it's we don't really like really it. economically like cyclical right right.
2: So, you know, but these programs will consider that income. So there's opportunities there if you've ever been, you know, denied income on a loan because it's Airbnb income. We used to run
3: commercials like that. If some bank told you no, come to us because we've – the reason we've got 50 of them is that we generally can find one that will say yes. (laughs) Um, We're going to go ahead and do the top of the hour commercial break here. Take some – time to get some fresh coffee whatever you got to do when we get back we got to talk about the jobs report among other things there's kind of still a lot to go so stick around after this quick break here for more mortgage matters you're listening to
0: mortgage matters on kvec news talk 920 if you missed any part of the show log on to centralcoastlending.com for archived shows and more now back to your host dan and jason from central coast lending
4: you
3: yeah. yeah, I'd find it for you. That last one you had had like an instrument track that was pretty digital. Uh-huh. That one's not. <laughs> I don't know This
4: one's not, no This is Jerry Garcia they're yeah. playing right now Yeah Yeah Oh. Well, I don't know if I've heard this version of it
3: It's good It's good Alright, well I can listen to that all day. Well, you just yeah. keep doing that. But this I mean. is the long version. It's 7
4: minutes and 17 seconds. Oh, that's a short
3: song for the that. Grateful Dead. Yeah, well,
4: that's, yeah, uh, for the Grateful Dead, it's short.
3: But. I choose you like the first verse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <it's laughs> all a right. right Dan likes <laughs> the dead, too, don't lie. I think he does. Like Welcome back, you guys. Um, you are here for hour two of Mortgage Matters. If you made it through that whole first hour, you are a nerd. Uh, <laughs> i'm a nerd we sit around Dad and i sit around and talk about this stuff even when we're not on the air hey we make
4: it we make it through the whole two hours every saturday easily, every saturday. There easily. Is.
2: sometimes we'll pow out in the parking lot for another hour talking about the same stuff we were just talking about right yeah and then, you
4: go out, and then during the break you guys go out in the green room and talk more about it
3: generally yes just so what is. we do there it is when so, i was last time i was on congleton show I was sitting right here. And he came in and he said, Oh man, I I can't I don't know how you guys do it. Does you guys every single week for two hours you guys talk and come up with the content and it's good. He said, I, I couldn't I couldn't do it. Said,
4: Thanks, man. Well because he doesn't know much about mortgages, but
2: yeah, I mean, doesn't with, he do a four-hour show every day? Every day, yeah. <laughs> we're doing a two-hour yeah, show, show every, once a week.
3: Yeah, every <laughs> single day. Yeah, yeah, but he he he'll have the ability to like draw from almost any topic there is. Though that's yeah. true. He's got a this little is relevant to humans, wider yeah. scope or animals for sure. too, right? <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, That's true. Yeah, but is, at any rate, I, I take the compliment. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. love it. Um, so. Hour two. This is the first hour we warm up, kind of knocking the bugs off and the rust and you getting it all together. Second hour is really where we, we catch our stride and, and really get through it. Um, so you all are lucky if you're just tuning in. Um, the first hour wasn't bad, but this one's sure to impress. And i um, pulling up my notes here. All right. Real quick. So we have economic stuff to talk about for sure. Um two so for the last two shows. Last week we had um last week we had guests on the show talking about ten thirty one exchange. Hmm. And that was a popular conversation. Got a lot of good feedback this week. People heard the show and so man, I learned a lot from that show. And I gotta admit, I feel like I learned a little bit too. Um so not that I want to run back through all that, but I spent some time and um, was talking about just how excited I was we hit that the place where the 10-year bond yield was just plummeting interest rates are just um, you know just tagging right behind it just looking impressively low and really really just I felt just setting us up. I'm thinking hey, it's home buying season right now, right? We're just spring's spring's about the time when people start getting ready, make their moves, right? List your house, buy your new house, do your thing, uh, and we're and and we're poised and ready for home buying season. We're ready for all you move up buyers and you first time home buyers. We're staffed. Um, we were. Man, we were talking this week, we felt overstaffed for about the last 18 months. But our staff is like a family, keeping the keeping the whole band in place and also trusting that the, the market was going to, you know, that was just going to be rewarded, right? So rather than try to lay off or cut wages or do whatever, we just kept on, all right, we keep our whole staff in place. And so we just stay poised and ready, um, homebuyer season, something, and here we go. We're just ready. We're in a good spot. This is exciting. And um, whew, interest rates start dropping. And I'm like, whoa, look at this. This is exciting. And so I was here on the show. And, man, I, I know it's coming through the microphone. Uh, I'm telling people, hey, this is it. Interest rates are dropping. This is creating opportunities that just weren't real a couple months ago. And, and truly, as I was sizing it up for a lot of people i was thinking we're probably two or three or four years away from the next economic cycle where people are going to be rushing into refi um super exciting right and i'm sure it's just coming through the microphone last week i'm just spilling over at my excitement and this week, I'm a little bit more kind of got smacked back to reality. We had a 10-year ditching in down the yields, getting to the 2-3 range. And this week, we spent about the whole week at about 2-5. Mm-hmm. So still really low, right? I'm, I'm not upset about it, but I just I wanted to get 2-3. Now, let's go to 2-2. Two. Why not, right? And just keep getting down there. Um, but... Applications this week for home loans are up eighteen percent. Refis were up thirty nine percent. The highest level of refi applications last week in three years. Mm. So, um, man, I was right. We, we the industry saw it, and I, I'm not at all suggesting that that's gone or that if you didn't call us this week you missed it. You should still call. Um, we were. I just kept telling people, if you have mortgage insurance or a second or an interest rate over four and three quarters, you should call us. And um, I was feeling like a lot of people were going to be getting down into that low fours, four and an eighth, four and a quarter. That's kind of the sweet spot. And after this whole week, you know, maybe four and three eighths or so. So not, not bad, not gone. And, and still I want to bang the same drum. If you've got mortgage insurance or a second or something, um, get in here. We, we should be talking and one of the things that this um, should serve as a great reminder for a lot of you guys. Um, sometimes if you um, aren't ready, these little dips can be short-lived. Yeah. And so we can lock a handful of them, but really we got we gotta lock what's ready. Um, I got to, we got to have some conversations. We got to have a game plan. I got to have an application. I need to run your credit. We need to know where we stand and know what we're looking for. And so when you see it on you know CNBC that interest rates are hitting whatever low or whatever, uh, fantastic reminder that from Friday to Monday, boy, can it change. So you just... If you are in that world and that is something that's on your radar, you gotta get you gotta get in here. We gotta we gotta get oriented and be ready. It can be a really small window. And to your point about you know timing or feeling like
2: you missed this short window that just occurred, the low water mark um, for interest rates was about ten days ago. It was March twenty sixth. Um, the ten year. Treasury yield hit a low of two point three five percent. Like you said, it's right at two and a half percent, so about a fifteen basis point difference. So not not huge, but this week, what was all in the news, especially the latter half of the week, was talk about you know Fed rate cuts potentially. You know, definitely the the president was loud and and vocal about. His desire to see rates, he'd rather see rates cut than any more hikes. You know, the Fed has already come out at their last meeting and said they're definitely pausing.
3: Well, and even right after that Fed meeting, too, um, we got, man, Janet Janet Yellen got out and got quoted. She was talking about the inver- inverted yield curve and, um, you know, trying to, trying to just shed her two cents that, and, and for those of you that aren't clear on what we're talking about here, the three month treasury bill had a higher yield at a few points than the five year or ten year. okay? And so what that generally means is that when you can get a higher yield for a shorter term that there's trouble on the horizon. And that has preceded, I think, every recession. But it also doesn't mean that every time it happens, there's definitely a recession. Does that make sense? That's a weird weird thing to say. It's like when you look backward from the known recession, you can identify that period where the yield inverted. Mm -hmm. But you can't draw the conclusion that every single time the yield inverted, the recession is inevitable. And so she wanted to make that point. But hey you're out here talking about it the fact that you're having to acknowledge that is new that means something and she wrapped up her comments last week by saying one way to perfectly avoid that inversion or to disinvert remember that jim <laughs> the disinversion it is a word actually, is yes. to cut rates and um are they wrong no They're not wrong. And there was a lot of people that said at that December rate hike, this is not right. This is not right. Of course, in retrospect, it's always great to say who was right or wrong or what they predicted or whatever. Um, But there was folks then vocal saying, this is not right. Don't do it. There's already a little bit of headwind. There's stuff going on. Don't do it. The, the, The market in December, you guys remember the market, stock market leading into December was kind of crazy right we have had a bull run from december to now um yeah in fact yeah i'm sorry i'm gonna let you complete your point
2: i was gonna jump in there and say you know it was just a few shows ago i was looking at my year-end IRA statement and and looking at just that red yeah because of that terrible month from november to december and then yeah I, we lost all the year's hey, gains in, in that one in year. right
3: now. You're going to love I, it.
2: I just got the, the first quarter one, and it's up. I mean, it's like... Skyrocket It didn't just reverse. It reversed, and then some. And, 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 and I was like, wow, that's quite the, the change in direction
3: in all of three months. Dan, I spent about a day researching cash-equivalent positions in my IRA, thinking... In January or something, I'm getting off this roller coaster with at least some of my money, right? And this is exactly why you don't. Underline, underline, (laughs) underline, highlighter, uh, no matter how much you think you're going to pick it. And if you go Google, should I move to cash? You're going to find these talks that say, well, if you did, your odds of knowing when to come out are ridiculous. And if you miss these spikes, and I'm like, yeah, but spikes, I can recognize... Um, that I'm going to miss a spike this week or something, but I'm not going to miss a spike in a quarter or, or two quarters or a year. Um, if you miss the spike that went on just after December, December to January, um, which, by the way, at the time, many of us like you, because you log in in March or April and you're like, whoa, what? I'd already decided accepted that I didn't want to look at this probably <laughs> for this year. But you looked at it and you're like, dang. Um, So had you moved to cash in December, you would have missed it all. Mm -hmm. Um, So just go back to make my point, though, is that um, that November to December period that you're describing, um, so much clamor in the market, right? You remember the months preceding that. We had, we had our president out just beating his chest. Oh, the market. Look at this. The jobs, the growth, the construction spending, the manufacturing. We're making deals. And like him or not, you got to kind of look at the thing and go, ah, okay, good for you. You're doing pretty good. We'll take it. Um, December, uh, that got quiet, right? <laughs> Dang, the market sucked. And things didn't feel very good and we're smelling and feeling headwind from around the world and we're like "Mm, i don't know and then the fed was like and here's rate hike and um there was plenty of people then saying that's just the wrong move to make and and one of the main reasons the folks were making this case is that the margin between those yields the short and long-term yield was just still compressing and everybody's saying hey if you're paying attention to the the traveling relationship between these yields, the margin is is flattening. And the more it flattens, uh, at some point it inverts. And the inversion is indicative of a recession. And we know that. So do what you can. Use your monetary tools to to not aid that inversion, but to do something to press us away from it. And that's what's being talked about now. We've got a lot of uh, we've heard a lot of Fed speak about um, the inversion's real. You can see it. Uh, we, we saw a little bit kind of undoing this week. There was a little bit more positive gain. Now that we're back to the 2.5, we're seeing a little bit of room. I think the inversion changed, um, got about seven points healthier, seven basis points healthier. So that's all good. But now we have the, the potential for the Fed's is to cut rates this year. Um, that's a real thing, and and some folks like our you know our vocal president and um, some of the folks that advise him are saying cut them, cut rates, get that, get the smell of that away from camp. We don't want anything to do with an inverted yield curve. We don't want recession talk. Um, so much of it is just um, self fulfilling prophecy, right?
2: Yeah. At the same time, you know, I know we have to take a break here in a minute. At the same time, um We're adding 200,000 jobs a month on average for the last at least 12 months. We've got, you know, I know GDP growth may be coming down of late, but it's been doing okay. There's a lot of positives. And so there's some chatter of if we're cutting rates in this economy, when are we allowed to raise rates? Never? I mean. Agreed. So it seems a little odd that we're having this rate cut discussion. I mean, especially I, I heard a lot of it yesterday. The same day we had a, a, a jobs report that outpaced expectations, kept us in line with that two hundred thousand a month.
3: Well, but don't forget number, too, uh, though. Let's take the break. We'll talk yeah. about the jobs report and and coming into this conversation. I just want to remind you, um, you just. Saw We're about to talk about the March job report. The February job report was 20,000 jobs added. I know. And, yeah, you're right. The average has been about 200,000 over the period of the last 12 months. Okay, 200,000 a month. All that headwind, all that struggle, all that challenge. Are the feds getting it right or wrong? All the vocals everywhere coming out of the woodwork. Everybody knows how to criticize. We've gotten really good at that. Um, the prior to the reading that we just got yesterday, uh, February was 20,000 jobs added, the worst in God knows how long, probably since they were negative. So we'll talk about the numbers that we got yesterday and what that sort of layer looks like in this picture and and what it might mean for rates in the economy. So we're going to go ahead and do the next commercial break. We'll be back in a couple minutes with more mortgage matters,
0: mortgage matters with host Dan and Jason. We'll be right back. Join the conversation by calling 543-8830 or 800-549-5832
6: Hey Brian from AM Sun Solar here Did you know that if you own a home and have an electric bill You could miss out on the full 30% solar tax credit this year If you don't act fast the full 30% tax credit lowers after this year, so you're going to miss out on cash and time is running out. Call AM Sun Solar today to see if your home qualifies for the full 30% solar tax credit. Get your free solar consultation before it's too late. We are already filling up our installation schedule to get the tax credit, so call AM Sun Solar today at 805-772-6786 or visit us at amsunsolar.com. AM Sun Solar is located in Paso Robles, so you know you're working with a local company that has the best equipment and a 20% longer workmanship warranty than anyone else in the area. Call us today at 805-772-6786 or visit amsunsolar.com to see if your home qualifies for a solar energy system and the full 30% solar tax credit. That's 805-772-6786.
3: Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending, and I want to thank you for supporting us these past 11 years. We have helped thousands of local residents buy and refinance homes here on the Central Coast, and we couldn't have done it without you. We are sincerely grateful and look forward to serving you for many years to come.
2: Just call 543-LOAN. We're the mortgage experts on the Central Coast. Central Coast Coast Lending is an equal housing lender. California DBO number
0: 605-4783. NMLS number 328-358.
4: So it
2: takes a whole lot Come
3: on and let the good times flow. We're gonna stay in right. time through our
4: soul.
3: Welcome long. back, y'all. We continue our conversation just straight through that break. And <laughs> we'll attempt to. Man, I almost want to piece it back together, I, I almost verbatim of what we just discussed. Yeah. I, was, I was sharing with Dan, you know, we, we have a pretty good understanding of, of what happened in that fourth quarter. At the time, folks weren't thrilled about that rate hike in December. Um, there was headwind in the, the stock market causing a lot of people angst and coming into this new year, what was going to happen. And I got good news for you guys. We punched it through the first quarter as a country and we're doing good. We're doing okay. Like Dan said, um, is this really the climate in which you need to be talking about rate cutting? Um, I don't know. That's interesting. That's an interesting idea. Well, and you um, quickly
2: pointed to last month's jobs report, which was yeah.
3: so dismal. And it's fun, though. It's really fun to look at this stuff over kind of just the retrospect. I was, I was telling um, a group of realtors this week is that this could be market moving, uh, this jobs report. And um, my hunch and suspicion was usually after a strong month. This has just been kind of the case lately is that um, usually after a pretty strong month, we're seeing a little bit weaker month, and then we're seeing a strong month, and, and and oftentimes it's it's not that it's just chopping up and down every single month, but when we get a weird one, exceptionally high or exceptionally low, well off of the average, the next month seems to be Help the yin to the yang, yeah. right? And so I s- sort of accept that. And um, one thing is though, that's not always going to be the case. Because when the trend changes, it's not the anomaly. When the whole trend changes, you're going to look at this in a, in the bigger, broader picture and go, ah, that's where the change was. That's, and that's what we're all looking for. Try to be on the front edge of, of recognizing the change wherever it is. So I go back. Uh, yeah, I just told you guys before the break. February jobs report. We we're expecting, um, well, We got twenty thousand jobs created. Before I tell you what I was, what what the economy was expecting, let me go back to January. Um, January was a a consensus of expectation for January was for one hundred and sixty five thousand jobs. Okay, think about that one hundred sixty five thousand dollars or one hundred sixty five thousand jobs. That's good. That's healthy. That's January. Uh, Got the government. All the government turmoil and just different things going on 165,000 is what we were looking for um the gully washer comes in 304,000 jobs created wow that's huge almost doubling expectations makes you wonder who's drafting the expectations right Mm -hmm. you suck at projecting (laughs) um you missed it by like double so um looking at February, then we were expecting less, right? I think the expectation at the time was for about 127,000. We were expecting less because, dang, December was strong. December was 222. January was 304,000. And so, look at February. Ah, let's just guess it's going to be less because we've had a couple crazy months in a row. And then February. Goes 20,000. That's wild, right? That's crazy. That's so low. That's the lowest it's been since it was negative. So, huh. Should we be alarmed? um I mean, think about this. I was like, at the time. <laughs> well, think about this. Let's knock the zeros off it and pretend it's a restaurant. So we're going to say, okay, well, Friday night, that's December, right? Friday night, you did 212 dinners. That's respectable for a steakhouse. Good job. The next Friday night, January, um, we were geared up and ready, expecting to do 165 dinners. And boom, we did 304. Where are you putting that money? That's, I mean, you're, you've are you got to be just pumped. So now the next month, we're like, oh, look at us. 212, 304. Uh, we, it can't always be like that. Let's just think maybe 100, 127 dinners. And then 20 dinners. You'd be looking around the restaurant going, dude, what is it? Get some bad Yelp reviews or what? Why is this the case? Um, So then here we go. We move out to March, right? And we've had all this, the Fed speak, we're concerned, we're watching the shenanigans with Brexit, you know, we're hearing all of the things um, with the trade talks and the tariffs and all the things and... Um, All eyes on the jobs report. And, hey, it beat expectations, didn't it? Forecasts were, um, what, 180,000? Something like that. Came out at 196. That's pretty great. 196,000 jobs created. So you go back and you're going to look at the average, um, the averages on pace Yeah, Um, even with
2: that terrible February number the last the last three-month average is close to 180 jobs added per month and last four-month average is closer to 190 yeah so So great still solid solid numbers even with that February which you know it's always a question but how much of the the federal government shutdown affected hiring that you know that early part of the quarter
3: so. Yeah, I feel like we always try to look for something that is hard to measure, that could explain away a little bit of the wrinkle. Um, so yeah, it could have been government shutdown, could have been weather, um, who knows. Could have just been the yin to the yang of January. Yeah, <laughs> February's a short month, too. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Um, some of the Some of the takeaways, though, I'll tell you this. First of all, there was a revision then to February, bumped it up to thirty-three thousand, which is obviously still terrible, but um, it's a little bit less terrible. And I like your rationale is try to look at it a little bit broader. Well, what's what's the moving average? What's the average over the last quarter? What's the average over the last year? You know, um, and looking right now, the. Average monthly gross this year is two twenty three, two hundred twenty three thousand jobs versus two hundred twenty five thousand. The forecast for twenty nineteen at the end, when all the dust settles and we are looking back at this over the course of the entire year, is one hundred and fifty thousand. Is, is what is expected? So that's well off of the pace of. I mean, that we've already you know, some averages here that we can call two twenty five. 223, so we're looking for potentially 150,000. Um, that sounds like the expectations at the back half of the year is going to be pretty bad for hiring. That's right. And, well, not bad, but maybe even re- returning to normal a little bit, right? I mean, we've, we've been led to believe now that 100,000 jobs a month is what we need to keep up with our working age population. So anything in excess of that represents growth in the economy. Um, but the fact that it just sort of looks like a downward trajectory isn't great, right? I mean, you'd love to think that you could just keep be adding and be on a, a pace of keep adding. Um, so we're adding, we're just adding at a slower pace. And that's got to, somewhere through that, you got to sort down in there and figure out that that adding at a slower pace is okay as long as you're adding at a pace that's better than your working age population demand um, where uh, those measures of participation rate um, last month the participation rate was at um, 63.2 which was the highest in over five years so there's a lot of people uh, getting involved in this jobs market. And uh, that that usually represents that it's strong. If there was any fly in the ointment of this last jobs report, it is probably that wage growth um, is a slower pace than what's been going on for a while. Uh, wage growth was only plus 0.1%. So that's not great. We've been seeing wage growth be stronger and better than that
2: year over year though wages are still growing above three percent so
3: outpacing inflation outpacing inflation dang that's good right
2: yeah so i look at some of those things i look at average job gains monthly being strong even with a bad month layered in there i see participation strong 63%, down a little from last month, but not terrible. I see wages down a little bit, but still above 3%, outpacing
3: inflation. Is this the environment you cut rates in? I don't know that you cut rates here, but I want to remind you too, you're a Google away from reading a couple cool articles. One was by Samsung, and one was or not by, but regarding the output, the consumption of Samsung products in China. Um, And then also iPhone, right? Apple. And they were basically saying, hey, yo, we just all of a sudden sales are down. That's the big softening. And there haven't been anything to suggest that that trend is being bucked. So we feel like when that global demand starts to soften, that that is indicative, you know, potentially of a slowdown. That's one of the things, though. Is like if you know the slowdown is coming, what do you do now? And that's the thing I think that's funny is that um, many of us have a tendency just to panic, right? Quick, you know, do do whatever. And I, I think thankfully, this is one of the things I love about central bank. These are people that are just crazy amounts of education and experience and they're calm and they're reserved. And yeah, they understand the trends and they watch it. They got their finger on it, but they're not knee jerk freaking out about things. Right. And this is one of the things I really dislike about what's going on in the current administration is being so vocal. We have a central bank, federal reserve monetary policy. This is not politically bullied or even that, that feeling of just just shout your opinions from the rooftop. The people that are at the helm here are the right people for the job. We know that. They're vetted. We have so many members in there. Uh, We have even fewer voting members. We have so many members. Make sure we're getting a swath of the entire country's economics. I feel pretty confident that those are the right people at the helm. Um, They keep telling us, hey, everybody, be calm. We're really watching. We're watching closely. And – they, they told us this last time, hey, the, the rate hikes for this year are probably off the table. We switch now to a real wait and see. Cool. That's not panic. They're not panicking. They don't need to be out telling us, hey, the sky's about to fall, so get indoors. I, I, that part of it, I think, is just odd. And you know, answer your question, is this the environment you need to cut rates in? I don't think so. Um, especially because rates are still pretty low. We've sort of agreed that we found neutral. We thought neutral was well beyond here. And now we're sort of like, oh, I think we found neutral. Um, by the way, the feds don't set mortgage interest rates. As we keep talking about the bond market, which is reacting to global news and, and news here on American soil, but just all of the pressure from around the world. Our interest rates track that. So this is sort of the free market at play, right? Saw the news last sure. week, driv- the, drives the bond yield down a little bit with expectations set by the Fed, things going on in China, things going on in, um, you know, with the Brexit, all weak consumer demand, some weak retail sales here on the U.S. soil, put all that into one hat and see the yield go down a little bit, mortgage rates go with it. That's free market capitalism. Um, do we need to cut rates? I don't think so. I think you need to cut rates when you've got an economy that's stagnating, um, a frozen credit market. We don't have any of that. So my answer would be simply not. I don't believe we need to cut rates at all. Um, not even close. I, and I don't think we're going to cut rates this year. Yeah, I have a hard time seeing
2: that. Unless something really dramatic changes with like our economy. Like a full-on quarter
3: of negative GDP? Sure. When yeah. you see that first quarter, um, could they cut rates? Sure. It wouldn't surprise me then. Are they going to cut rates while we're still posting GDP? I mean, fourth quarter GDP was 2.2. 2. That's cool. Um, yeah, anyway, I don't I don't see rate cuts happening anytime soon. That being said, we'll take advantage of these lower mortgage rates. I was going to and- say,
2: but as a, as a homeowner, you know, if you're in a higher interest rate, higher meaning, you know, Upper fours, fives, that kind of range. You can be confident that even though the low water mark was about ten days ago, it's probably going to come back around. We're going to touch that again. We're going to be chopping along at this level. you going to have you you can look out and feel good about the next
3: six months or more that this is the rate environment. Which I think makes it a safe environment to think about selling your house and buying a house. Sure. For those people that are looking at home buying season right now, um, it's a good time. It's a good time. We'll do a break. I, I do. I feel compelled to tell you about a couple refis that I'm working on this week because I could pull them up and speak pretty pacif- specifically about the numbers. Yeah. Um, because I know there are some people that are listening that will hear it. Uh, anyways, let's go ahead and take the final commercial break here for the show and be back in a couple minutes with more Mortgage Matters.
0: To ask a question or make a comment, call 543-8830 or 800-549-5832. Mortgage Matters on KBEC News Talk 920. We'll be back after these messages from our sponsors
6: Hey Brian from AM Sun Solar here Did you know that if you own a home And have an electric bill You could miss out on the full 30% solar tax credit This year if you don't act fast The full 30% tax credit Lowers after this year So you're going to miss out on cash And time is running out Call AM Sun Solar today To see if your home qualifies For the full 30% solar tax credit Get your free solar consultation Before it's too late We are already filling up our installation schedule To get the tax credit So call AM Sun Solar today at 805 805- 772 or visit us at amsunsolar.com AM Sun Solar is located in Paso Robles, so you know you're working with a local company that has the best equipment and a 20% longer workmanship warranty than anyone else in the area. Call us today at 805-772-6786 or visit amsunsolar.com to see if your home qualifies for a solar energy system and the full 30% solar tax credit. That's 805-772-6786
3: Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. As a direct VA lender, we specialize in helping the great service men and women of the Central Coast utilize their benefit to purchase and refinance real estate. We thank you for your service and believe it's a distinct honor to serve you. Before you meet with a realtor, step one is to get pre-approved.
2: Just call 543 loan. We're the mortgage experts on the central
3: coast. Central Coast, Central Coast Lending. Lending is an equal housing
2: lender. California DBO number 605-4783. NMLS number 328-358.
3: You're
0: tuned into to Mortgage Matters, which airs every Saturday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Your hosts, Dan and Jason from Central Coast Lending, want you to join the conversation by calling 800-549-5832. Now, back to the show. We
4: come on the Snoop John B. My grandfather and me Around Nassau town We did a row Drinking all night Got into a fight Well, I feel so broken I want to go voice up the John B see how they sell How do you get one in for Dad I mean? I like Grateful Dead, but this was on the same page as the Grateful Dead stuff and then all the YouTube stuff viewed. I was like, yeah, I gotta play that too.
2: Why don't they let me go home? Well I feel so broken. I want to This is that head
4: dude. Right? <laughs> no, this. These are the Beach Boys. It groups. is the Beach Boys. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, <laughs> it's Brian heck? Wilson and Al Jardine at um, Capitol Records Studios. Uh yeah. All right. Yeah, that's exciting. Yeah, so not quite the Beach Boys, but two out of five. Cool. Yeah.
3: Uh, I wanted to tell you guys a story. I like stories. About five years ago, I helped this dude who we met playing softball. Great guy. Mm -hmm. Won't tell you his name, but cool dude. Uh, Met him playing softball. Helped him buy his first house in Dove Creek. And it was... You know, it's a little, little joint there in Dove Creek, three hundred and thirty-six grand, And so this was 2014, scraped together, 5% down, so $16,800 into it. And he got this place for 4.5% interest and just starts chipping away, right? So that's cool. Um we ended up helping him in last year. So this is relatively recent work and family life. You know, he got, so now he got married and has a kid and, um, they wanted to be closer to home and have the opportunity really to do so because work allows them to be wherever they are. And so they moved kind of out of the area and, I helped him in, it was August, right? So this place closed in August of 18, so not very long ago. Um, that was that part in the market where it was just tricky. So he bought his house in August, and um, man, he got a five and a quarter interest rate. And he, and he kind of parlayed that equity out of that place, um, the Dove Creek house. So he was able to make a pretty sizable down payment on it. Um, but he got a five and a quarter interest rate. And so with this recent little dip here, just a short six months later, um, I set him up to refinance that house. And um, we are... I'm going to go to the, the right folder here because I wanted to just share with you guys the, the real numbers on this. But um, he locked at um, a four-and-a-half interest rate this week. And four-and-a-half is a little bit higher, right, than, than what some other people might get. He's a high loan balance. So... Um, He's about 5%. He's an 85% LTV. So he's 5% away from not needing mortgage insurance anymore. Um, they're also working with a 720 credit score. So they get dinged a little bit for not being a 740 or a 760. You know, that's how it works in 20 point increments. So, um, you know, bottom line though is to take him from that five and a quarter to this four and a half at no points. So I'll do my I'll do my licensure duty and tell you guys that the interest rates four point five and the APR is four point six one. The APR is a function of having title and escrow and a um, couple of other little fees that APR is required to be reported when we talk rate. But um, where the rubber meets the road on this is he's going from five and a quarter down to four and a half and the payments going from 3550 to 3330 so more than you know 200 bucks a month save 220 bucks a month that's a lot of money that's 24 2500 bucks a year which is 25,000 dollars over 10 years and um it just takes a little bit of the heat off you know every little bit helps and um so a couple of cool things about this number one is he only he only bought this house really seven months ago so uh point number one here you can refinance there's no minimum like you don't have to have a house for four years or it doesn't have to be worth so much more than you bought it for it was a new construction home, so we hope it's worth more. I haven't done the appraisal yet. We, we're going to get that going this week. It could turn out that it is worth more, and maybe he gets out of his mortgage insurance, too. That's 90 bucks a month. That would be awesome. I. It's hard for me to believe that his house appreciated 5% in seven months, but with new construction, you never know. If the new phases are worth more or whatever, you never know. Um, but this is one of those things where... Um, I think it's compelling. Um, the closing costs on this whole loan are only 2300 bucks, and he's going to save 230 bucks a month. That's 10 months break-even. What I mean by break-even is you, he's not going to pay it out of pocket. They don't really have it to pay out of pocket. I'm going to add $2,300 to their loan amount, and I'm going to save them 230 bucks a month so So
2: no money out of pocket less money out each month correct and it's going to
3: take 10 months worth of saving that to recoup the cost of the transaction even though it's not really coming out of pocket it's really important to remember that this is how you don't get hoodwinked into doing stupid refinances everybody Um, always you're comparing what's my cost what's my savings where does that break even should i be having this conversation And we I always I always counsel people that it it depends on how long you're gonna be in the house. Um generally less than twenty four months break even period is like full on no brainer for me. And I told them, I said, Hey, you guys break even in ten months. If you get to a point in ten months where rates are even lower and we can do it again, then you would because we're talking a 30-year obligation here. Refinancing rapidly, is that smart? Only if the fees, if, if you can line up, again, the fees and the savings and know that you have a plan to it, you don't want to refi with someone that's going to charge you 8000 bucks to save you 50 bucks a month. Um, The break-even point on that is ridiculous. You're basically never breaking even. And then if you refinance a second time somewhere in there, you're just foolishly surrendering equity for really no gain. Um, All of us want to, everybody that owns a house, has. wouldn't it be brilliant if it was paid off? Heck yeah. So whenever you're refinancing, even though it's not coming out of pocket, it's coming out of equity, you better weigh that out. You better Absolutely. know. You better know what you're doing there. Don't just refinance simply to save fifty bucks at whatever the cost is. That's crazy. We're gonna really. Um, this is one of the things that you're always gonna get with with Central Coast Lending is that's what we're focused on. Um, what's the cost? What's the savings? Does it make sense? That's how we're gonna advise you, and. Um, I think that creates a safe environment for you to look into it. If you, wanted, if you want to look into it, you want to call. Sometimes we do this math and I come back and I say, well, oh, the break-even points 40 months. So what's your plan? What's your plan? Do you love it? Are you going to be there? Um, when the break-even points 40 months, It's hard, it's hard for me to get real excited about that unless your dad built the house you know, or something, the, and you just I mean, the know longer, you're never leaving.
2: Yeah, the longer your intentions are to stay on the property, then obviously you can longer. Because 40, longer,
3: 40 months is your break even. So I think you need to be able to see to 80 months, right? Yeah, you want at to least, experience some of that savings. You don't just well, want to break even. Well, and stake <laughs> yourself the same benefit the bank's getting. Yeah, You prepaid 40 months. You better be there for the next 40 to, or at least some of it to make sure you're getting some of it back in your favor. Sure. Because that, that cost really is you're prepaying the discount. That's what you're doing. So make sure you're there long enough to, to reap the full benefits of it. And so sometimes, like I'll tell people, I'm, I, I'm not super excited about this, and it's up to you. And maybe we wait, or you know, sometimes we turn people back and say, "You know what it means? You know what it means? You have a pretty good loan. Mm-hmm. Stay put. You're good. Keep doing what you're doing."
2: But you use the example of the the guy you helped buy a house in August, yeah. and you're now saving that homeowner two hundred and thirty bucks a month. Yeah, with a with a refinance. I'm, I still have this 10-year treasury chart up on my uh, computer here. As I look back, you know, we try to give you little nuggets each show. Like, hey, if your rate's over four and three quarters, opportunity here to save some money. Um, I'm looking back, that wasn't even the high water, recent high water mark for rates. October, November, December, it was about a, a quarter to a half higher in rate then. So if you transacted then... Whew, you should definitely be looking at it. I'm going back all the way to May. We've been in the same rate environment since May. Yeah. So if you did any transactions call us. in the
3: last half of last year. Let's look at it. Uh eight oh five five four three loan Let's look at it. We're not pushy salespeople that are just going to bother you and make you wish you didn't call. We're really here to just help you navigate this, help you make a good decision, make sure you're not just wasting um, two hundred bucks a month in interest that you don't have to. So, eight zero five five four three five six two six or centralcoastlending dot Thanks much for being with us today. We'll be back next week with another live episode of Mortgage Matters.